Chapter 3, Part 1 of The Hope of the Gospel. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jordan. The Hope of the Gospel by George MacDonald. Chapter 3 Jesus in the World. Part 1 Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee, sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. Luke chapter 2, verses 48 to 50 Was that his saying? Why did they not understand it? Do we understand it? What did his saying mean? The Greek is not absolutely clear. Whether the Syriac words he used were more precise, who in this world can tell? But had we heard his very words, we too, with his father and mother, would have failed to understand them. Must we fail still? It will show at once where our initial difficulty lies if I give the latter half of the saying, as presented in the revised English version. Its departure from the authorised reveals the point of obscurity. Wist ye not that I must be in my father's house? His parents had his exact words, yet did not understand. We have not his exact words, and are in doubt as to what the Greek translation of them means. If the authorised translation be true to the intent of the Greek, and therefore to that of the Syriac, how could his parents, knowing him as they did, from all that had been spoken before concerning him, from all they had seen in him, from the ponderings in Mary's own heart, and from the precious thoughts she and Joseph cherished concerning him, have failed to understand him when he said that, wherever he was, he must be about his father's business. On the other hand, Supposing them to know and feel that he must be about his father's business, would that have been reason sufficient, in view of the degree of spiritual development to which they had attained, for the Lord's expecting them not to be anxious about him when they had lost him? Thousands on thousands who trust God for their friends in things spiritual do not trust him for them in regard of their mere health or material well-being. His parents knew how prophets had always been treated in the land, or, if they did not think in that direction, there were many dangers to which a boy like him would seem exposed, to rouse an anxiety that could be met only by a faith equal to saying, Whatever has happened to him, death itself, it can be no evil to one who is about his father's business. And such a faith, I think, the Lord could not yet have expected of them. That what the world counts misfortune might befall him on his father's business would have been recognised by him, I think, as reason for their parental anxiety, so long as they had not learned God, that he is what he is, the thing the Lord had come to teach his father's men and women. His words seem rather to imply that there was no need to be anxious about his personal safety. Fear of some accident to him seems to have been the cause of their trouble, 
and he did not mean i think that they ought not to mind if he died doing his father's will but that he was in no danger as regarded accident or misfortune this will appear more plainly as we proceed so much for the authorized version let us now take the translation given us by the revisers wist ye not that i must be in my father's house are they authorized in translating the greek thus i know no justification for it but am not learned enough to say they have none that the syriac has it so is of little weight seeing it is no original syriac but retranslation if he did say my father's house could he have meant the temple and his parents not have known what he meant and why should he have taken it for granted they would know or judge that they ought to have known that he was there so little did the temple suggest itself to them that either it was the last place in which they sought him or they had been there before and had not found him if he meant that they might have known this without being told why was it that even when he set the thing before them they did not understand him i do not believe he meant the temple i do not think he said or meant in my father's house what then makes those who give us this translation prefer it to the phrase in the authorized version about my father's business one or other of two causes most likely both together an ecclesiastical fancy and the mere fact that he was found in the temple a mind ecclesiastical will presume the temple the fittest therefore most likely place for the son of god to betake himself to but such a mind would not be the first to reflect that the temple was a place where the father was worshipped neither in spirit nor in truth a place built by one of the vilest rulers of this world less fit than many another spot for the special presence of him of whom the prophet bears witness thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity whose name is holy i dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones jesus himself with the same breath in which once he called it his father's house called it a den of thieves his expulsion from it of the buyers and sellers was the first waft of the fan with which he was come to purge his father's dominions nothing could ever cleanse that house his fanning rose to a tempest and swept it out of his father's world for the second possible cause of the change from business to house the mere fact that he was found in the temple can hardly be a reason for his expecting his parents to know that he was there and if it witnessed to some way of thought or habit of his with which they were acquainted it is i repeat difficult to see why the parents should fail to perceive what the interpreters have found so easily but the parents looked for a larger meaning in the words of such a son whose meaning at the same time was too large for them to find when according to the greek the lord on the occasion already alluded to says my father's house he says it plainly he uses the word house 
here he does not. Let us see what lies in the Greek to guide us to the thought in the mind of the Lord when he thus reasoned with the apprehensions of his father and mother. The Greek, taken literally, says, Wist ye not that I must be in the blank of my father? The authorised version supplies business, the revised house. There is no noun in the Greek, and the article the is in the plural. To translate it as literally as it can be translated, making of it an English sentence, the saying stands, Wist ye not that I must be in the things of my father? The plural article implies the English things, and the question is then, what things does he mean? The word might mean affairs or business, but why the plural article should be contracted to mean house, I do not know. In a great wide sense, no doubt, the word house might be used, as I am about to show, but surely not as meaning the temple. He was arguing for a confidence in God on the part of his parents, not for a knowledge of his whereabout. The same thing that made them anxious concerning him prevented them from understanding his words, lack, namely, of faith in the Father. This, the one thing he came into the world to teach men, those words were meant to teach his parents. They are spirit and life, involving the one principle by which men shall live. They hold the same core as his words to his disciples in the storm. O ye of little faith, let us look more closely at them. Why did you look for me? Did you not know that I must be among my father's things? What are we to understand by my father's things? The translation given in the authorised version is, I think, as to the words themselves, a thoroughly justifiable one. I must be about my father's business, or my father's affairs. I refuse it for no other reason than that it does not fit the logic of the narrative, as does the word things, which besides opens to us a door of large and joyous prospect. Of course he was about his father's business, and they might know it and yet be anxious about him, not having a perfect faith in that father. But as I have said already, it was not anxiety as to what might befall him because of doing the will of the father. He might well seem to them as yet too young for danger from that source. It was but the vague perils of life beyond their sight that appalled them. Theirs was just the uneasiness that possesses every parent whose child is missing. If they, like him, had trusted in their father, they would have known what their son now meant when he said that he was in the midst of his father's things, namely, that the very things from which they dreaded evil accident were his own home surroundings, that he was not doing the father's business in a foreign country, but in the father's own house, Understood as meaning the world or the universe, the phrase, my father's house, would be a better translation than the authorised. Understood as meaning the poor, miserable, God-forsaken temple, no more the house of God than a dead body is the house of a man, it is immeasurably inferior. It seems to me, I say, 
that the Lord meant to remind them, or rather to make them feel, for they had not yet learned the fact, that he was never away from home, could not be lost as they had thought him, that he was in his father's house all the time, where no hurt could come to him. The things about him were the furniture and utensils of his home. He knew them all and how to use them. I must be among my father's belongings. The world was his home because his father's house. He was not a stranger who did not know his way about in it. He was no lost child, but with his father all the time. Here we find one main thing wherein the Lord differs from us. We are not at home in this great universe, our Father's house. We ought to be, and one day we shall be, but we are not yet. This reveals Jesus more than man by revealing him more man than we. We are not complete men. We are not anything near it, and are therefore out of harmony, more or less, with everything in the house of our birth and habitation. Always struggling to make our home in the world, we have not yet succeeded. We are not at home in it, because we are not at home with the Lord of the house, the father of the family, not one with our elder brother, who is his right hand. It is only the son, the daughter, that abideth ever in the house. When we are true children, if not the world, then the universe will be our home, felt and known as such, the house we are satisfied with and would not change. Hence, until then, the hard struggle, the constant strife we hold with nature, as we call the things of our Father, a strife invaluable for our development, at the same time manifesting us not yet men enough to be lords of the house built for us to live in. We cannot govern or command it, as did the Lord, because we are not at one with his Father, therefore neither in harmony with his things, nor rulers over them. Our best power in regard to them is but to find out wonderful facts concerning them and their relations, and turn these facts to our uses on systems of our own. For we discover what we seem to discover by working inward from without, while he works outward from within. And we shall never understand the world until we see it in the direction in which he works, making it, namely, from within outward. This, of course, we cannot do until we are one with him. In the meantime, so much are both we and his things his, that we can err concerning them only as he has made it possible for us to err, we can only wander in the direction of the truth, if but to find that we can find nothing. End of chapter 3, part 1